Good morning, good morning. How are you this morning? This is Brenda Shoshana. We're back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And my everyday life, and our everyday life, and better to say, the one everyday life. All of us together living this breathtaking life. And that's a good way to put it. Breathtaking life. Incredible Endlessly appearing, endlessly changing, endlessly manifesting. My teacher used to use the word inexhaustible, and I always loved it when he said that, inexhaustible. I love that. Cannot be exhausted, cannot be used up. A life that cannot be used up, it's inexhaustible, it runs like a brook endlessly, endlessly, no matter what form it takes. So here we are the day after Memorial Day, I would say on the cusp of summer, on the cusp. That's an interesting phrase, isn't it? On the cusp. Not quite summer, but on the edge of it. And so many of us (laughs) live our lives that way, on the cusp. Not quite there in the midst of it, but on the edge of it, waiting for it to appear, looking forward to it, anticipating it, on the cusp. And yet, and yet our inexhaustible life flows endlessly, fully, richly right now and right here. Meanwhile, we stay on the cusp of it waiting for the next moment or the next season or the next relationship or the next meal or whatever we're waiting for on the cusp. So the actual title for today's episode is a very beautiful title. It's from the Song of Zazen by by Sosan. And it says, This very place is the lotus land of purity. Wow. It says many other things too, but we'll just take one sentence. One sentence is itself inexhaustible. It's so rich. It's so alive. And it's such good instruction. All great Zen teaching is simply one thing, instruction, guidance, a finger pointing, pointing, little pointing, or big pointing, but it's a pointing in a direction. And this wonderful sentence is pointing us to this very place. Now, how, how often do we really occupy this very place that we are in at the moment, this moment, now? How many of us live instead in memory, even when we are in this very place? Oh, I remember three summers ago, Memorial Day, this happened and that happened and everything happened. And we, we're here, but we're being ruled by memory very often. Or we're being ruled by anticipation. Well, once it's July 4th, then this will happen and that will happen. So this, here we are, inevitably, in this very place. We can't be anywhere else. Here we are. But are we here? Are we really here? Very seldom. 
And what happens when we are actually fully in this very place? That is what Zazen practice is about. Letting go of these memories or just letting them pass, not making them real, not clinging to them, not escaping into them or into the future expectations. It seems as if our our psychological, mental, spiritual, emotional nature is wired differently than being right here, though. Someone said that to me once, and I thought that was a very interesting comment. Are we wired differently? Some You could call it karma. You could call it many, many things, psychological needs, whatever. So Zazen practice goes, in a way, against the grain. It doesn't go along with that so-called wiring or that karmic river that runs through our lives. It says something else that's very, very important in that one sentence by Sosan. Such an important point he's going to make next, and which I believe will help us stay in this very moment. And, and Sosan suggests to us, he says, this very place is the lotus land of purity. Wow. That's quite a statement. And it, it encompasses so much. It tells us in a way, or it suggests why we don't want to be here. Well, we don't like it. It's scary. It's not the way we hoped. It's not good. It's not beautiful. We could use the word pure. In Zen, the word pure has a very different meaning than normally. Normally we say, well, this is pure, meaning this is holy, this is good, this is only good, this is dependable, this is trustworthy. It's pure as opposed to impure, something that's counterfeit, that's bad, that's confusing, that's disturbing. And unfortunately, for most of us, that's how we receive our lives. It's confusing. It's disturbing. Yes, there are moments of purity or moments of innocence or moments of goodness. And then the next moment, danger or deception. And those polarities can even come from the same person or the same situation. One minute love, one minute hate. That's what purity means. Purity means it's all beautiful. It's all dependable. It's all clear, it's all kind, only that, in our normal way of thinking of the word purity. But in the Zen mode, the word purity doesn't mean that. It's not pure as opposed to impure. But the word, it's not good as opposed to bad. Those kinds of distinctions aren't really made, or they're not really dwelt upon. But the word pure means in the Zen world, and this is very helpful, is clear. It's just what it is. It's pure. I see it purely. I see it truthfully. I see it clearly. I'm not judging it, good or bad. I might see a beautiful deer racing through the woods, or I might see an an animal that looks very frightening out to capture another animal. But if I see it clearly, I see it as it is, it's pure. I see it purely. I let life be exactly as it is. The lotus land of purity 
meaning I'm in a very clear place. Now, what is a lotus? The lotus is a flower that blooms when it, it, it's a symbol of enlightenment. All the petals open. It's a blooming, a time of blooming, a timing of beauty. And this statement even suggests that even if we see something that might look frightening like a, or might not look as if it's to our liking, it's still part of the lotus land of purity because we see it as it is. It's clear. We can accept, we can receive, we can be with whatever arises. That is the true meaning of the lotus land of purity. We're not rejecting it. We're not hating it. We're not clinging to it. We're not pushing it away. We are with it. Oh, we are accepting the entire meal that's being served in this lifetime. It's a big meal. We're getting a big meal. Actually, it's a feast. Because how can we really be completely nourished without many different kinds of dishes on our plates? We're going to eat the same dish over and over and over, the same few foods over and over because they taste good. That's nice, but it's not the whole banquet of life that's being served. So we come here to this world and we're served quite a banquet. Now, of course, of course, many of the dishes are not to our liking. In fact, we have a lot of trouble digesting them. But when we're in the lotus land of purity, we're receiving this meal in a different way. We're digesting all of our food. We're saying, yes, here I am. I'm willing to be with whatever comes, to observe it, to know it, to taste it, to digest it. I'm willing to be in this very place, in this very moment. Even though I might want to be very much somewhere else, you know, it's so natural. Oh, I want to be in that other house down the road. Oh, no, 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 I want to be in another city. In fact, we spend so much time dreaming. <laughs> now, that's an important word here. So much time dreaming of what, what's going to be like when we get to another city, to another town, to another relationship, to another moment in our lives. And in this way, through this dreaming, this constant dreaming of something else, we are actually losing our precious life. That's a very extremely important point. Because our life is actually composed of many, many moments in this very place. But we're not here. So our life is here and we're not, whatever, we're not. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? At a certain moment, you know, in everyone's life, it happens to all of us at different times, different places. At every, a certain moment, everyone says, oh my gosh, the time went so fast. Where did it go? How could this be possible that I'm 10 years older or 20 years older? Or how could it be I was married to this person for 40 years? How could it be? How could it be? There's a sense of astonishment. We're astonished. Where did the time go? What happened? It's as if brum, we were here and then everything passed. And we're somewhere else. 
Now, I think that's a very interesting moment when we have it. It could be bewildering. It could be confusing. It gives us a very different sense of time and space as well. And I would say that a lot of the feeling of life just passing, and I wasn't there for it, that comes from not recognizing that this very place is the lotus land of purity. This very person I'm with is part of the lotus land of purity. They are the lotus land of purity. Our relationship, just as it is right now, whether I like it or not, whether it's what I dreamt of or not, it's perfect just as it is. All that's required is for me to see it fully, to be present with it and for it, and then to let the next moment appear. But that pause, that being present for whatever really is here, it makes the difference between night and day. They say in Zen, an eighth of an inch of difference and heaven and earth are set apart. Just an eighth of an inch of difference, just a little difference. That's all. A little difference. Are we going to slip away from the relationship, from the person, from the moment? Or are we going to be with it fully This in this very place? It's actually very fascinating what happens when we are willing to be there. Because, say, it's a situation we really can't, we don't like, we don't want. It's not good for us. Okay. Once we experience it totally and fully, it will, it must change. It changes by itself. Either it passes along and, or it transforms into something else, or we transform into something else by our actual experiencing of it as it is. So it's a very interesting. We think, well, if I really am here with it, it's going to be, I'm going to be stuck to it forever. And actually, just the opposite is true. If you're really here in this very place, in this very relationship, in this very moment, then you're making room within yourself and within the whole situation for it to transform as it must and as it will. And when we're not willing to be right here, what happens? The situation, <laughs> the person, the difficulty, it repeats itself over and over. It wants to be experienced fully, and it's actually repeating. So we will one day do that. Isn't that interesting? It's so interesting. It's a very different mode than the mode we normally live in, and it's a very powerful, powerful way to live. A very healing, a very strengthening and a very natural, actually, way to live. So Zen practice is offering that to us. Come back home, it says. Come back home to this very place. That's beautiful. So I look, I see the time for today is coming to an end. I want to thank everybody who listens, so many wonderful listeners 
And thank you for your beautiful emails with questions, comments. I love receiving them. I love answering. You can always reach me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. It's a pleasure to be communicating with you. And if you like the you are uh, this podcast, there are many, 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 many other episodes, lots of them. This has been going on quite a while. You can listen to any that you wish to on the on the on the web page, which is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. Uh, thank you again. I do give Zen talks online for the Inisfada Zen group and um, on Zoom now. Everything is Zoomed these days. So if you want to know more of my schedule or anything else, you, as I said, just let me know. Contact me at topspeaker at yahoo.com and I will put you on my mailing list. And um, I wish you all a very, very beautiful day. And realize this very place. This very moment, listening and talking together, this is the lotus land of purity right now, right here. Thank you and have a great day.